You're listening to Create an Unstoppable Life, episode number 71. Debrief your mind. Create an Unstoppable Life is the podcast for smart professionals who often get in your own way. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a chronic overcomplicator, overworker, overthinker, turn life coach who wants more in life. Each episode will explore how to think differently, get unstuck, and move towards a life of personal and professional fulfillment. So glad you're here. We're less than a week away from a new year and a new decade. Welcome back. You've been reminded of this a lot, right? Look at your life with 2020 vision since it's the year of 2020. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for wanting more in your life and stretching yourself for doing the uncomfortable, for standing out, stepping up, reaching, stretching, endeavoring, failing, falling, feeling alone, being afraid, doubting, being uncertain, and yet moving on. Thank you. You matter. You add value. I know something that you may not. Others are noticing and struggling and you're a trailblazer for them. They won't tell you about it not until they feel better about their lives because they're stuck and ashamed. So until they feel stronger, you're not going to know how much you're helping them. You probably do the same. I know I do. You are. Keep going. Keep going. You, your voice, your impact. So thankful for it, especially this time of the year. And especially when you don't think you got it right. Because it's not about getting it right. It's awesome when it happens. It's about who we become when we try. It's about the character we have and that we're going to develop along the way. Here's an example. I was a guest coach on a group call recently. I pictured what success would look like, what it would feel like. I was grounded and centered and at the end of it, didn't even come close. Didn't feel helpful or impactful. Just kind of sat back and went, wow. My mind, it was like a piranha at feeding time when the call was over. The criticism, the judgment, what I should have done, said, who I should have been. Oh, here's the best one. What I should have known. Smile. Even me. Even now. Here's the true test of my character. Do I really believe in winning or learning? Yes. Do I really believe that my best has to be good enough? Yes. So that storm that was going on in my mind, it lasted about a day, maybe a day and a half. And then it was about letting go, taking the learning, moving on. Here's the funny thing. A few days later, somebody who viewed the video reached out and asked a question and then said how it positively affected them. I was like, wow, such a reminder that my judgment is unnecessary. I can only do my best. Let the work do the work. Let it be whatever it is for somebody, for them to walk away or come closer. It's not for me to decide. So just when I think I know, I'm reminded that I really don't. (laughs) Smile. Today, it's time to debrief your holiday. It's fitting, right? If you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, you just experienced a holiday. And we talk about it on a surface level with others, what we liked, what we didn't like, what to repeat, what to avoid. We're going to take this deeper though and debrief your mind. This debrief, it's all about you. 
nothing about anyone else, not one peep. Your mind is going to be tangential to move to what somebody else said, what they did, how it affected you, how you're whatever you are. Here's my respectful response. I don't care. Do you notice how I premise that with respectful? That makes it more respectful, right? (laughs) I really say that with kindness. It doesn't matter. Notice your mind. It's going to get off track. Let's get back to you. Everything external at this moment is not relevant. You see, we're debriefing your mind. Here's a question to prompt you. As you sit here right now and reflect on your holiday, how do you feel? Only feeling words are allowed. Refreshed, energized, refueled, spent, exhausted, depleted, hurt, tired, bloated. We don't care why you feel the way you do. No justification is needed. Just feel. Just identify your feeling word. Why? Because everything we do in life is based on how we feel. Either how we feel at this moment or how we want to feel in the future. So it's essential to have clarity around this. Here's some more feeling words. Angry, confused, joyous, loving, sprightly. Rather than find out how you feel by something awkward, let's just identify it right now. And I think I've mentioned this on another episode. The time to find out that you're frustrated is not after you scream at someone. Trust me, my friends, I've lived this. It's really unfair for the person on the receiving end. Okay, so do you have it? Do you have one or a few words about how you feel? There's no rules. You can pick part of the holiday and say how you feel about that part. You can look at it globally. Just pick how you feel. Ready to move on? Now we can look at why. Why do you feel that way? Start with the facts. What did Aunt Jane do? What did Uncle Bob say? What was it about the meal? How about the gifts? How about the travel? Separate out the circumstances or the facts. So what specifically was said or done? No interpretation, just the facts. And the facts, we're going to define that as what would be presented to a jury. Here's some examples. I spilled coffee on the white carpet. Aunt Jane said, you look pregnant. How far along are you? We spent $5,000 on gifts. They stayed with us for seven days. All right, got your facts? Let's move on. Now we can look at and explore the thoughts about the facts. And this is the bridge to how we feel. So Aunt Jane said... You look pregnant. How far along are you? And here's some thoughts. How dare she say that? Why does family say stuff like that? She's so rude. Those are possible thoughts. Let's move on to the fact they spent, they stayed with us for seven days. I love them so much. Or they don't appreciate anything. They're so lazy. What thoughts go along with the fact? Here's the next one. I spilled coffee on the white rug. Some thoughts might be, I do the stupidest things. Or, they're never going to invite me over again. Or, I'm such an idiot. 
How about this one? We spent $5,000 on gifts, so that's our fact. Some thoughts might be, why do we overspend every year? Why isn't it ever good enough? We fight about this every year. Or maybe it's each gift was just right. So let's put it together. And this is the thought model that Brooke Castillo teaches. It's part of the cognitive behavioral therapy framework, and it's also taught in a ton of other ways. So fact creates thought. That's the context or the meaning that we apply, and that creates how we feel. So fact, we spent $5,000 on gifts. Thoughts, why isn't it ever good enough? Feeling, depleted and overwhelmed. Another example, fact, we spent $5,000 on gifts. Thought, each gift was just right. Feeling, fulfilled. Fact, stayed with us for seven days. Thought, I love them so much. Feeling, loving and connected. All right, you ready for my example? Fact, this is the last Christmas with my son living at home. Thought, what if he doesn't come home for Christmas next year? Feeling empty. Yep, Christmas Day, right in the middle of it, listening to this very powerful Christian song, that's where my mind went. You remember those two deep-seated fears that many people have? One, fear of not being good enough. Two, fear of not being worthy of love. Oh yeah, this went to both. Talk about big tears and lots of sadness. As I worked through it, I could see it for what it was. He's home because this is his home. But next year he'll have a new one and new influences and new opportunities. And my fear jumped to everything I cannot control. My mind went to a place of what if he doesn't want to spend Christmas with us next year? What if it's not important? What if I'm not important? Talk about stabbing my heart. Yep, I just did it. I share this for the sole purpose of sharing how my mind works, and maybe yours does too. We live our fears. We live our life by default, and we invite or repel usually based on our fears. Unless we intentionally dissect through what's going on in our mind unless we debrief or after action review and then start to apply what we learn in real time. Because I'll tell you, for the next six months while he's home, I don't want to live in fear about what may happen and what he may choose or never choose. It's not fair to either of us and it's not fun for either of us. I don't want my behavior towards him to be approval seeking or safety seeking or superficially reassuring. Because honestly, no amount of reassurance is going to be enough. It's all in my head and he can't change that. I know that my behavior in the next six months will influence his. And if it's from a place of fear, it's going to be repelling. And This is why debriefing matters. This is why relationships thrive or fail. This is how we create our own experience by understanding how we think, what we think. You see how it drives our behavior? The big things in life, they bring out our joy and our fears. And so do the little things every day. We usually default to our fears. We pay more attention because we feel it more intensely. 
our mind, once it goes, once it goes in that direction, it brings up other stuff too. One fear brings in another and another and another. So one comment by Aunt Jane or Uncle Bob, it's never about one thing, right? It's a culmination of everything. One thought about my son in college, it now brings in other thoughts about my parenting, about his experience as the recipient of my parenting. Smile. This stuff matters. It matters deeply because it determines the quality of our life. This is what determines our future, so let's learn from it. Debriefing means to become clear and organize our mind, understand what occurred, learn from it, and then cue into it earlier so we don't continue blindly repeating it. And decide, is this really true? Is this really how we want to think about something? How we want to feel in the future? So far, we've started with how you feel, and then the facts behind it, and then the context, the meaning, the thoughts that we have about those facts. And as you look at all those thoughts, all that thinking, does it make sense? Can you understand how you feel? It should make total sense. Like, of course I feel that way. Of course, if I'm wondering or I'm worried about if my son is going to choose me next Christmas, I'm feeling sad. Of course, if I'm worried about my worthiness and judge myself, I'm going to feel empty. How about you? Does it totally make sense? Because right now we are focused on you. You can see how other people, they're wired the same way. They're doing it too. And you can probably have a sense or some awareness that it's going on for them. Maybe that explains why they say the things they do, why they do the things they do, maybe. You can always suggest they just listen to this podcast episode. (laughs) All right, let's get back to us. Here's an exercise. You ready? Write down five emotions that you have from your holiday experience. Write down the emotion. And then under it, what are the facts behind it? And under that, what is your reaction? What are your thoughts? What is the context, the meaning, the interpretation do you have to those facts? Without judgment or censoring, see what's stored in your mind or stuck in your mind and write it out. All of it. And then step back and see if it makes sense. Does it? Why you feel the way you do, does it make sense when you look at all that thought, all the thinking? If so, sit with it and just allow yourself to feel and to be connected with why you feel the way you do. And if it doesn't make sense, you may not have gone deep enough. Try again. I've shared the example of my son and my fears. Here it is, the fact he's going to college next year. Thought, I'm going to miss him. Feeling empty. Hmm. No. That I'm going to miss him, I can say does not lead to me feeling empty. So I really want to dig deeper and find out what's creating that emptiness. I use that as an example. Your mind is going to tell you this isn't important. 
It's going to come up with all kinds of justifications. The soothing, of course, you're right. How dare they say that? This isn't helpful right now. Just to move on because this is hard stuff. We're focusing here on being clear with what happened. The facts, what our mind created with thinking and how it leads to how we feel. Is this too much? I don't think so. I think this is pure gold. What you're doing is you're mining that gold to understand. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. If it's not easy, that's okay. Keep doing it. This is gold. And the gold is going to amplify in the future. Why do relationships thrive or fail, including the one we have with ourselves? It's what we put into it. Put gold into your relationships. More of it. All right, what's next? You know what's coming, right? Gratitude. Gratitude for whatever happened. However it looks ugly, however it looks brilliant or genius, gratitude. No matter what. This is all about learning. This is mining the gold. We are alive. We can have gratitude. Here's the secret. You get as many do-overs as you want. You can do over in the future as many times as you want. You're the only one that grants the do-over. Have gratitude for that too. After gratitude, that's the learning. Learning how you think, what patterns your mind goes into, what your mind defaults to. How to identify a pattern earlier when it's coming up rather than wait for the whole thing to play out. Learning to let go. Maybe that's all that's needed. Learning how to recreate what you appreciate or what you want and do more of that. Maybe the learning is about how others think, how they work, how they behave, what they're afraid of. Gratitude first because it helps us detach from strong negative emotions. I can't beat myself up and be thankful for how far I've come at the same time, right? Gratitude can win. Being thankful can win. Beating myself up can move to the side. So gratitude. The other learning piece is comparing what happened with what was supposed to happen. Because you know expectations play a role in how we feel as well. It was supposed to be a quiet holiday. It was supposed to be inexpensive. We were all supposed to get along. She was supposed to keep her comments to herself. It was supposed to be easy. Whatever it is. Adding that component may also bring more awareness into why you feel what you do. So debriefing your mind. Here are the simple steps. First, how do you feel? Second, what are the facts associated with how you feel? Just the facts. Third, what do you think about those facts? What's the meaning, the context, the reaction? What comes up in your mind? Fourth, does that explain how you feel? If so, hooray. If not, keep digging. There's more thinking, more deeply hidden thinking, perhaps things you don't want to say out loud because so it's easier to hide them. It's in there. Go mine the gold. 
and then see, does it make sense why you feel the way you do? Fifth, have gratitude for whatever you're experiencing. Sixth, what have you learned? What you really think and the honesty of it? What you're afraid of? What patterns have you learned? Is this leading to what you want or leading you away from what you want or leading you to something you don't want? There's so many things to learn here. Just make a list. What have you learned? Seventh, how does this compare to what was supposed to happen? Eighth, ask yourself, how does this play out or come up or infuse into other areas of your life? All right, finally, ninth, now that you have explored all of the one through eight, do you want to continue to choose this? If so, you've got the formula to repeat it. If not, then we talked about all the gold you have mined and using that in the future. Going back to the example with my son, it's going to come up many times in the next six months. Every big event, each last, each trip we take, and each time it comes up, I'm going to remind myself, this is my fear of not being worthy. This is my fear of not being enough. And it's okay. Both of these fears are just in my mind. I can add to it or cut it off. Only I can do that. None of this is about him. It is all in my mind. All of it will impact how I interact with him, what I ask for, expect from him, give to him, share with him, all of it. Here's what I want, joy. I want to create joyful experiences that we can continue to build on in the future. That joy is the fuel for our relationship because that is what fuels love and trust. That's what's going to encourage us to walk together no matter what life brings for either of us. Whether we're walking through hell or we're walking in bliss. Joy. Love. Trust. I believe that I'm his mom for a reason, that God trusted me to be his mom, and I want to live the light of our relationship, and that has no room for fear. My friends, it was far more fun to talk about football in the fall, but this is my real life, and when there's learning to share to help you grow your life, that is what my journey is about. Happy New Year. 2020 for the Georges is the year of getting out and kicking ass. And I look forward to sharing with you what that translates into. The learning, the growing, the opportunity, and what you can take away and use today. So much love for you, a high five, and I will see you next year. Ciao. Are you ready to create an unstoppable life? to start dreaming again and working towards it? I'd love to talk with you. Sign up for a discovery call at georgemdcoaching.com. You can find it on the work with me page.